Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics number 228. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. I am inevitable. All right. I'm joined by Mad Cat. I'm looking for a fishbowl and some fluffy clouds so that I can do magic. <laughs> okay. And of course, we're joined by the dumbass himself, who is apparently napping instead of masturbating. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. Where's Ian tonight? Ian is at he is um doing he apparently he's at a meeting for Malcon, which I'm guessing is malpractice con, but you know, what do I know? Okay. Uh so <clears throat> he said he's going to try to join us later, so we'll see what happens. So how is everybody else doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah. I'm okay. I had okay. a uh had a rear molar extracted about a little bit over a week ago. How'd that go? It was a complete success. It has not come back. It has not come back. <laughs> yeah, the problem. With, I mean, I mean that's, that's usually that's usually how you uh, that's how you rate whether the, it was success success or not, right? Uh, if the tooth comes back, know. then it was not a success. I did you get a dry socket? No. Well, then that's a success. <laughs> yeah. If the tooth comes back, it comes then back. you may be a shark. Uh, the tooth fairy rejected it. <laughs> Yeah, did you put, put it, it under your, your pillow? Mouth? Is that how that works? Yeah. You put it under your pillow, Mac? Nah. I told them to get rid of it. Apparently, they've got a, a fairly sweet deal worked out with the tooth fairies. <laughs> yeah, the, does the insurance company get those get those teeth? <laughs> no. No dental insurance. Yeah, see, that's... So I've got to plan these things out carefully. Uh, yeah. Balls. yeah. Well, my husband and I went to uh, see Spider-Man for our 21st anniversary. Yeah. So we had fun. All right. Well, I I decided is that, that still one of the is that still one of the ones with Tom Holland or is that an animated? That's the Tom Holland one. It's not the animated one. Huh. See, I thought it was Spider Man Far From Home, not Spider Man for our twenty first anniversary. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we I... went. Yeah. But we had we were choosing between um, Aladdin, Lion King, and that. So. Aladdin was pretty fun. Was it? Was it? But you know, Spider Man was definitely Spider Man was definitely pretty damn good. It was new. Hmm. It was. I I was amazed seeing how Mysterio was. Like you guys said last time, it that just blew me away on the Mysterio thing. Like Mysterio was always one of the laughable characters <clears throat> because of the fishbowl head, right? Yeah, but they <laughs> they made him very very relevant. Yes. And yes. quite menacing. Yes. Interesting uh, that the Mysterio uh, fishbowl helmet was uh, considered laughable, and uh, Dr. Freeze's uh, not quite has fishbowl helmet uh, seems, oh, yeah, that's uh, pretty scary. Hmm. Yeah, the fishbowls kind of run around through the comics for some reason. I don't know. There's also a female character. Well, and- you know, consider, though, that these comics, a lot of these guys were invented during the 1960s and their classic costumes are going to contain elements of what looked like what sci-fi looked like in the 1960s good point good point however some of them are new yeah <laughs> like this female one who can apparently change the size of her fishbowl head and change what she looks like with it or something hmm. you gotta love uh jetson's era futurism 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 <laughs> Jetson's yep. futurism. All right. Well, the family and I have been ex- exploring a uh, a Canadian delicacy, I believe. Um, poutine. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got it. You know what I was talking about. I knew yeah, it wanted beef. <laughs> it's considered uh, haute cuisine here in Canada. <laughs> oh. Very high class. And, yeah. <laughs> so. I thought it wasn't Timbits. You know, I, first of all, Brian, I. I, I'm glad that you and your wife are are doing that together. But secondly, I thought that was actually pronounced differently. Um, poutine, Putin, something like that. I don't know. I thought it was pronounced puntang. Uh, or yeah. is that a different thing? Yeah, yeah less but... less less gravy on puntang. Absolutely the same thing. Yeah, less gravy. <laughs> less cheese curds too. You need those. Curds. Yeah. So we. Yeah, you guys don't have your puntang with gravy and cheese curds. <laughs> Oh, a lot of echo there. I've no. watched some people with uh, ketchup on it too. It's like, ketchup? 
Really? Ketchup on it. Yeah, the ketchup on that. It's like, I don't like ketchup in the first place. So. Well, some people put ketchup on a steak, but we don't talk about those people. Well, we found a place here in town that, uh, that like, they all they do is poutine. And so, and, uh, then a few other places have poutine. Yeah, so it's called Tub Poutine here in in Houston. <laughs> so tub of uh, tub of heart attack. So yeah, probably probably. I mean, what what I remember there previously in the same spot was a place called Glazed, which was a like boutique donut place, and apparently it was Wait, a dry cleaner at some point. And donuts? Uh, uh, did I just get confused here? Yeah, well, no. So the place where where the poutine place is now is is it's kind of an awkward location, and what was there previously was a donut shop called Glaze. And it was it was a boutique donut shop where they that's that's where you'd find like the maple bacon donut and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So what's what's in the shopping center with them? Like uh a an emergency clinic and an ambulance <laughs> depot? Yeah, no. Uh you you'd think that it'd be it would be connected right to the uh uh emergency care place, but it's not. <laughs> standalone well, standalone facility. Bacon, yeah. yeah, but the yeah, so they went from being a donut I got shop. this picture I took of uh, this, it was this uh, Indian restaurant, and right next to this Indian restaurant was a place called um, a Digestive Wellness Center. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> yep, like putting a Dairy Queen besides the Weight Watchers. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Nope, not at all. Where are you, you going to go after those Weight Watchers meetings anyway, right? I mean... If you if you've done well, then you reward yourself. If you've done badly, then you need to console yourself. Exactly, it's the perfect way. Exactly. Dairy Queen's good. Yep. All right. Well, Actually, we've... next one you need to do is come up to Canada, and then you can say that you're not a Timbit virgin or a Timmy's virgin. All right, guys, we got to hawk some stuff for Ian. Yes, we have to hawk his book. Yeah, apparently he he is this self published. He's self published. Um, I believe so. I bought it. The cost of leveling up. You bought it. Have you read any of it? Yeah, I haven't gotten into it yet. I was reading something from the library. Let's see the interactive and game world. I've been meaning to look into that. What's it about? Uh, the interactive game world of Infinity Infinite Realms has become the biggest uh, entertainment franchise ever. Uh, their lives. Is it a lit RPG? Sure. Uh, known as a broadcast domain television. I'm not sure. I'm not. I I, I wish he was here because I, I don't. I'm not sure what this is based on the description. Cost of loving up. I've been reading a lot of lit RPGs lately. If that's along those lines, I might be into it. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it's it, so. Uh, it, when, since we're talking about the cost of leveling up, what is the cost of the cost of leveling? Uh, I'm not sure what the cost of the cost of the cost is. <laughs> Anyway, so his book is there. You know, as as you know, since he's not here, we should we should do some speculation about what this book is about, right? I mean, that, because that's what we All do, right. right? So, so the cost. So of, I'm assuming it's pornography. I, I would. I, I'm with you there. I think. I think this might also actually be about uh, penis enlargement. You know, leveling up, right? Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, as long as because, you uh, it's a. Uh, like he he went too far. It caused back problems, um, <laughs> and uh, if it, it you know most women just uh, can't accommodate that big. So I mean, like, well, that depends on how he did it. If he has this pressure pump, right. that could work as a you yeah, know bouncy the, ball type. Yeah, thing. the pump. Yeah, if he uh, if he went the pump route, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's here's what I'm thinking happened. He went to the scientist and he said, "Turn my penis into a monster." <laughs> uh, it seemed to work out at first, but then his penis actually turned into a monster, right, so, and hilarity ensued. So now he really does so, have King Kong down there. So he he's from yeah, like, um, like it turns into a huge monster, and he's just hanging off the side of it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that anime where the girl is uh, girl's butt is stuck on top of the Godzilla. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah, that that shut people up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Or blue belt. So, so, so there you go. He, he should be uh, here. To, pubic hair. That's uh, what. The pubic hair comes up and it shoots into people's faces when she doesn't want so, so Oh, uh, one of those enemies. Yeah. <laughs> so pick up Ian's book, The Cost of Leveling Up, about penis enlargement, on Kindle or in print. <laughs> it is also <laughs> And when we, well, everything we've said here is 100% accurate. <laughs> And he should have uh, get for not being here to promote right. his own he crap. He should have been here to hawk his own shit. Yeah. <laughs> he knows better. He, he knows better. He simply knows better with us. <laughs> All right. Now it's time 
for Mad Cat to tell us what it's time for. Oh, yes. <coughs> you must have that little choking for it. Yes. That did now. <laughs> Go to your happy place. No, no, my brain went into that <laughs> and the choking and it, it fits anyway. But anyway, oh, wrong part. Ian, we are. <laughs> it is. It is. It is now. Uh, it's a day. Okay. Do you want do you want a line read on this? Let me give you a line read. It is now time for It is now time for Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Masturbation? Okay. Better than than napping? Question? Here's what science has to say. <laughs> and what, and and this, yes, is from, uh, this is from the mic.com? The mic.com? Yes. Uh, M-I-C.com. I'm uh, not sure exactly if that's a magazine or... We- we talked about this last time, and we weren't sure last time we had an article from there. But tell me what I, I need might, to know. I might have gotten it from there. But anyway, yes, uh, this is a little bit of a clickbaity headline because, as it turns out, uh, science doesn't hasn't really answered this uh, question definitively. But um, this is an article by Tracy Ann Duncan, who uh, uh, who has looked into uh, the possibility that a nap may be uh, as good um, as a uh, uh, a solid nap. Um, uh, it, did I say a nap might be as good as a solid nap? You did. You said that, but that's okay. <laughs> Masturbation <laughs> might be as good as a, as a solid 20-minute nap. Might be as good as a solid nap. There, there you go. <laughs> a wank and a nap. Um, yeah, or, or combined together. That's a uh, part that's in here. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the things that uh, she says here is that apparently there haven't been uh, all that much research done on the subject part of which um uh is due to just the fact that uh it's hard to get funding for uh studies on sexuality a lot of the time in general um uh, or to run studies on uh, people's uh masturbation habits and stuff it's a uh, it's kind of a, a tough field of research yeah um, um who, but is there it... are there are I was going to say, Mary, oh, uh, was it Marian, Mary Ann Roach or Mary Ann Roach? We covered this in her book, Bonk, which is about, which is about sex research and how difficult it is to get funding. And, you know, sometimes, you know, what they, how they have to write grants, you know, to, in certain ways so they can get funding. So, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It would be hard A lot of euphemism. Yes, I've, I've yeah. read the book uh, yeah. and uh, I really enjoyed it. Well, um, you know, anybody who's really, really interested in a study like this is going to have a hard time writing the check. You know, because of cramps. <laughs> what? Um, so, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, there there is some reason to believe that an orgasm could help uh, mental function. Um, in addition to, to it being uh, known to uh, reduce stress um, and uh, alleviate certain kinds of pain and stuff uh, and symptoms of depression. Um, it also re- releases dopamine and Oxycontin. No, oxytocin. 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 <laughs> I, I'm 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 becoming you today, Brian. Yeah, yeah it sounds like you are a little bit. You're you're you're, you're having a Brian moment there. <laughs> that is something I would do. <laughs> well, Brian, we did uh, prove that IEDs stop pregnancies. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> if I can get oxytocin uh, also- for masturbating, holy mackerel. Uh, masturbation also releases the hormone prolactin into your brain, which helps uh, feel leave you leaves you feeling less stressed and more fulfilled. Um, which can all help you deal with a tough workday. Here's the thing: we know that that max- masturbation can be a relaxing, you know, type of activity, right? Um, unless you're Mormon, and then and then it's just dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, sure, why not? Or unless you're like classic and uh, classic. Catholic and just feel guilt afterwards. Right. Yeah. That. So I, I think I think this is a great idea. I think the the idea of a, a wank and a, and a nap is a great idea. Brian, mm-hmm. say it right. A wank and forty wanks. <laughs> actually, not forty. Uh, only thirty. Uh, you don't want to, You don't want to nap over thirty minutes. Well, it's actually the- at the bottom. It's saying twenty minutes is ideal. 
I think that's nap. true. I think that's true. 20 well, minutes is ideal, but you don't want to go over 30 minutes. Well, Especially if your lunch break is only 30 minutes. Well, that that's, that's true. You definitely don't want to go over 30 minutes. I usually try to nap for at least an hour, but then I get to make my own schedule. <laughs> there you go. That does make a big difference. Anyway, um, a lot of this information in this article is coming from Carlos Cavazos, an Austin-based psychotherapist, sex coach, and host of the Sex Advice YouTube, cha- YouTube channel, Ask Carlos. Well, I, I would say that it's not backed by science, but I, w- I, I, can, I can get behind this. <laughs> I'm quite sure you can. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think a nap either, like um, a, a masturbation session either before or after a nap, I think can probably uh, really um, enhance the uh, qualities of a nap. I, so I, you're saying yeah. we should send people to this person's YouTube channel so that they can ask about napping masturbation sure i'm sure he's already talked about that on his channel i don't know maybe even after this article but it does seem like the kind of stuff that i mean would i mean it it could be beneficial right this this type of research but it's taboo so it's always Mm -hmm. going to be difficult especially in the u.s because we're a bunch of prudes yeah and uh, there have been there have been studies done on uh, napping and uh how it can like at least like a small nap can at least uh uh, give you clear mental faculties, if not make you feel completely rested all the time. Sure. We need to um, move along. And I guess if you, you, I guess you could, you could do a similar thing with masturbation. Although, like, um, if you want to make it natural, I guess you'd have to like get them to record the time that they did it and then take the test. It's, it, it's get, a like, difficult. Just uh, set them yeah. up to some monitors. So you could use the cognitive test like they use for astronauts and stuff like that. Maybe maybe that would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they have their own injection systems. Well, the, there's these cognitive tests that they that they use, and they use it also for doing altitude research and stuff like that, for, for checking for impairment. So you could look at impairment before and after, right, with these tests. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that might be. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think you'd, you'd have to, you'd have to, like, uh, Probably like find uh, some people and have them sleep deprived for a little bit, and then see how they get on after giving certain of them like a masturbation break or whatever. Okay, so uh, MythBusters did this when they were testing the idea of whether it was better to stay up all night if you were on like a ship and had to and had to do something every so often. So they. Did I, it. I remember that episode. Right, so you could do the same thing with one person just sleeping, one person just wanking, and one person doing both. <laughs> You yeah, know? that's a small sample size, but yes. Well, that, I mean, you you, you, you get more people. You, you get a, you get a group. You got to you got to have you know a thousand of each in the in each. Um, and and then I and, and so and that yeah, there we go. And maybe you just I, I, have, I like the idea of having that kind of power to just tell like a thousand people <laughs> to go masturbate. I, I do too. <laughs> hey, go rub one out and then come back and take this test. I think this is a great idea. I'm quite sure you would get an awful lot of uh, people if you just go to a campus or something. <laughs> this could get difficult. Though, I'm, sure because... you could, I'm sure you could find volunteers. I mean, um, whether you could find funding for this kind of thing or not is another story. With that kind of a study, though, if like you did it over uh, like eight hours, you, then you, now you got to be concerned about how many bullets are in the chamber. <laughs> That's what I was thinking with the suits. <laughs> it has its own, own system for selecting collections. Oh, that, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to keep everybody hydrated. Yeah. Ah, uh, I t- I think we're onto something here. I'm sure that we can. I'm sure we can get funding for this. <laughs> Who wouldn't fund this research with the way that we've laid it out? Uh, I'll volunteer to be the head of the study or whatever. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let's see. Did did any did we read the Polish paper? To issue LBT free zone stickers? What what is this? this? Ian put this story in. Unfortunately, he's not here. Do we want to cover this and move on? That looks funny. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the story. All so. right. Then we're moving on. Okay. Um, we've got I've got some oh, yes. So this so we're, we're this is the one that uh, that we need to talk about here. That I think we so um the idea that you can look at somebody's hands and look at and look at their fingers and tell them what their sexual orientation is. So apparently, what what um, what this group of uh, there, there's some research going on, and it, the the originally it looks like they were trying to look at brain development, and by looking at the hands, looking at the index finger and the ring finger, and um, you can 
uh, the idea is that you can tell what kind of uh, hormones were given to a, a child in utero. And of course, there's no way for them to measure this. But what some people are doing is taking this even further and saying, okay, if a if you look at this, a man usually has a longer finger than their ring finger. And women oftentimes have the, their, their, uh, their ring finger, their index finger are, are closer to the same length. And so the idea is that if you have a woman who has, um, who has a ring finger that's shorter than the index finger, that they're more likely to have male characteristics. What do you think? I think that I need to see more evidence on that. A hell of a lot more evidence. Now, this first paper that I'm looking at says, Talk to the hand. Scientists try to debunk the idea that finger length can reveal personality, pers- um, personality and health. So, and they they go through and and they're they're talking about this research, right? And they're talking about how there's what um, fourteen thousand papers in just over twenty years that link finger length ratios to attributes such as personality. Uh, cognitive abilities and sexual orientation, as well as the risk of illness, um, cardiovascular disease, cancer, and a, another and thing here that I. Physicalities. Yeah. So, did somebody just come in? No. Oh, no one's hey, here. There's the end. Hey, we hocked your book for you. So, I think, though, I, I think that all of this is so speculative that it, it's almost worthless at this point that this idea that. You can tell. So they they talk about the forty two D difference between this and one of the things that that one of the people are saying that um, that is kind of disputing this research is listen, women have smaller hands and men have larger hands, and that could that in and of itself could uh, to affect the ratio of of the difference between these two fingers. Um, I, I went through it. I I read a couple of different articles, and my feeling about it is that this is like. Astrology with fingers to, to figure out somebody's uh, uh, sexual orientation. I I, mm. I I didn't I did not feel like they could really make their case <clears throat> um, based on this because the this idea that that they don't really know when the when these horm- when these sexual hormones they, they they think they have some ideas of when these are introduced in in utero, but it's hard to measure them right because who's going to let you do that kind of a study on um you know uh, on a pregnant woman. It's it's evasive. Yeah. And I mean, like, even even if uh, there's a correlation between a certain finger configuration and any characteristics such as uh, homosexuality or anything, that doesn't mean that uh, that trait is predictive of the thing. Right. And and that is exactly what there's a there there are some people trying to do. Um, so the papers that I, that I put up are, are 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 not doing that directly right but they're giving fodder to to people who do so the idea that that finger length can predict sexual orientation something like um hooey yes that's that's what your sister called it hooey it seems like pretty damn fuzzy science it seems like it's it seems like it's pretty anecdotal yeah and and because and and the idea that you know that hand sizes vary so much right that 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 finger length can vary depending on the size of the hands, makes it even harder to do, use this as a, as a predictive feature, even, I think, for, for the idea of different, you know, uh, testosterone or, you know, estrogens in, in, in utero. Now, finger positioning, on the other hand, that, that has some merit to it. For instance, if the fingers are curled, the person's probably been going at it solo. <laughs> I wonder if... Uh... If certain fingers can can change, like grow longer than uh, the others are growing, like in the course of a lifetime or something, like maybe a person's pinky finger will grow a little faster than like their ring finger and like be a little more parity or something like that. You know, my fingers. Sorry, I'm still thinking of the whole solo. You, there are differences um, in my fingers just from bowling, right? Because that the, my my fingers have physically changed from from throwing a bowling ball. Yeah. Well, you're exercising them, and they are they're responding to the exercise. Right, exactly. Like in my I nail, have, uh, my nail has a different shape, and from my brother smacking it into a certain into professions can also. Sorry, Mad Cat, go ahead. Sorry, <laughs> jumping over everyone again. Uh, I have a middle finger that's been smacked in the screen door when I was a kid, and it's just twisted off to the side. So does that make a difference? Well, I think that so. So that that is something that I don't think that they're accounting for the fact that the way you use your hands might affect that as well. 
Yeah. Uh, there are certain professions such as meat cutting that can actually shorten several fingers. <laughs> well, yeah, they can make them all, <coughs> all of a sudden they're all the same length. Huh? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my sister-in-law also had her, her hand run over and her fingers are not very good. So that'd make a difference. Hmm. Now, I did look at that, uh, that injury to your middle finger, though, Mad Cat. What that is going to do is it's going to affect your ability to communicate properly. Well, I had the middle finger on the other hand hurt, and I was not able to communicate properly with that. <laughs> yep. I don't give the middle finger anymore. I give the thumbs down. Oh. I get what? I give the left. The off the shelf. I was kind of wondering whether that was the sound that happened when you gave the thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impressive thumb down. thumbs down, isn't it? Um, the author's left hand is. Did you also? Do you also give like an exaggerated frowny face? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> um, the author's left hand is in here, and I was doing a little um, palmistry on it, and I just think that he needs to masturbate more. That has been not enough our... hair growing on the palm. Not enough hair on the palm. <laughs> I mean, so maybe yeah. he was. Uh, anyway, I I I read through this, and people I don't know people might might think that it has more value than I do, but I I thought. I felt like it would. They were stretching. Oh, hey, should we do Ian's thing now? We, yeah, let's. We can bounce back to um, his Polish paper to issue LBT free zone stickers. Ian, what's this? Uh well, this is showing that um, no matter what, there's still a lot of um, fear over different people out in the world. So, <laughs> so apparently, a Polish newspaper is going to um, pass around. Um, Stickers that you can put up, I guess, on your house and car and stuff and say it's an LGBT free zone. It's saying, you know, you won't tolerate that stuff. And and it, this article struck me because this is a apparently a fairly well-established Polish newspaper that's doing it. And they're not being um, they're not trying to hide it or anything. They're openly promoting this level of, to me, hatred. It's intolerance um, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely intolerance. And, and it, it it's. You know, speaks more of them being afraid of people who have these different sexual orientations in them than anything else, if you ask me. Because you don't react this way if you don't think it's um, something to be worried about. You don't react this way unless you're truly afraid of what this, you know, if it's something that's like, well, I don't, I disagree with them. I think they're disgusting. Let's just ignore them. You wouldn't do this. The I, only reason for a newspaper to do something like this is because they truly wish to promote intolerance. They truly wish to um, run from what, you know, it, it is in essence, we know from history that it's part of human nature. This isn't anything new. This isn't anything that just came out of nowhere. It's been here for, you know, millennia. Well, but, you know, this kind of thing worked for the Nazis. Apparently the Poles... Which they even made Nazis a reference to in this art, um, article called the uh, German fascists created Jew free zones. They make a direct reference to it right here in the article. So I, I don't know what how what the Polish level of, of tolerance towards gays and lesbians is or LBGTQ. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, is this is this really controversial? According to in the Poland? article, they are less tolerant than us in general. The, the country right. where they are is... Um, so it, the the fact that you know the the movement's happening is significant hugely that uh, uh, you know the 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 the, 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 the you know we we've seen it here in our country I'm, I'm we've seen it in Canada we've seen it all over the world and apparently Poland is one of those ones that are still a little further back progressively and the movement's hitting there like the, it is the rest of the world and they're they're fighting it um you know just reading this one short article they're fighting it even more strongly than a lot of the other Western countries have been. So what, and, if, what, if, what if this really isn't so much about about drawing a line? It's just reminding their readers that you know that that they're but that they're behind the majority of them, and those are the people that they're making money from. Because at the end of the day, the newspaper's job is to make money, right? True. It might, it, it might, this this might just be a, a, you know about uh, about their readers. Maybe 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 the readers of this paper are are more anti-gay. And so, and so they're just pandering to the readers. That is, yeah. Well, the apparently the um, publications known to support the conservative um, political party. Right. So it's just Fox News in Poland. To some, yeah, to some extent, I, I I I completely agree with that. But it's still promoting the intolerance. It's still trying to rev up the intolerance and 
push it on a, a pretty disgusting level. And, and that's kind of like, it, it, to me, it's, it's similar to what we're seeing right here in the United States with Trump coming out. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not trying to incite violence or anything like that. I'm just doing all this stuff that basically is adding fuel to the fire of, and empowering white supremacy. But I'm really not doing that, even though everything I'm doing is doing that. I'm not really doing that because I'm not trying to create violence. Right. You know, this yeah. kind of thing, it's the same kind of thing. We're not trying to really make these people feel bad or anything, but we're going to do this stuff that's going to definitely incite hate towards them, incite violence towards them, incite all this negative stuff towards them. But we're going to try and act all innocent because, oh, it's what the people really want. You know, we're just, um, you know, and the, the, the excuse for trying to make money and stuff, if, if that's what they're trying for, it, it's not a good enough excuse to incite the, the kind of stuff that comes with um, this level of intolerance being promoted. I I had a thought here, which is I wonder if Poland is still having a struggle trying to establish its own identity because you had a country that was essentially taken over by the Germans and right after being taken over by the Germans, it pretty much folded into the Soviet Union. And now it's not. And maybe they're trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, it's an interesting so, idea. I, I don't are know, you I saying don't know. we're we're witnessing a teenage drama fit? Kind of deal? <laughs> I, it's possible. I don't think I don't think that I know enough about Poland to say that. I I, yes. I don't th- I don't think that I I I think that uh, we need to know a lot more information before we could say that. I mean, I, does Poland not feel like it has an identity? I'm not sure that that's true. No, I don't know. I don't know. I just like I said, it's just a thought I had, and if I have a thought, I put it out there. Sure. I still think they hired Jonah Jameson. <laughs> I I think that I, I I mean I'm not I'm not um, defending what they're doing. I'm just saying that they're probably playing to their base. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But um, but it, once more, so is I, Trump. I have a, I have well, a yeah. feeling that uh, some conservative newspaper in some places uh, in the United States could put out something like that, and yeah. uh, their readership would appreciate it. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, I I would not deny that one bit. I, I but think that still this... doesn't mean they're doing the right thing. It still doesn't mean they're helping anyone buy it. Close that. Hey, money. Yep. Yep. Of course, it fits great into the next one. Uh, what's the next <laughs> one? Oh yeah, the Alberta one. Yep. You guys start that. I, I'll be right back. <clears throat> okay. So um, now we've seen uh, how uh, how terrible uh, Poland is. We're boo Poland. Uh, yay Canada. <laughs> Proving that uh, we are better people than the Polish and uh, uh, Americans as well. Sorry, but not sorry. So, <laughs> uh, St. Albert in Alberta is uh, on its way to becoming the first city uh, in Alberta to ban conversion therapy. Really? Um, Great. As, as many of you know, I'm talking about uh, gay conversion therapy here. Uh a uh, series of uh, practices, um, not, no, like one central uh, playbook or anything on it, but like a series of practices designed to make to um, force people who fancy their own sex to uh, try to change their mind on that. But that has no science behind it, no evidence that it works, no evidence does anything more than mess these people up. Pretty much, yes. <clears throat> So um yeah uh it's uh it's good progress um and I don't believe uh they've implemented that yet but uh, it, uh they're it, looking at uh, charging fines for anybody caught offering those kinds of services Is it controversial at all in Alberta? Uh not okay. as far as I've heard I I've, I've actually also heard that uh federal government is looking to uh towards possibly implementing something like that on a federal level so and and they're pointing to uh this happening in alberta as uh as evidence uh that uh this, this kind of thing is uh, uh needed wow. oh st albert sorry tells you how much i'm reading here <laughs> oh you weren't even listening albert, to me were you i'm welcome in saint okay so st albert i is... said st albert you weren't even listening to me no no i got caught with opal Sorry, I went ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, it looks like uh, things are progressing pretty well on that path because I mean, I'm sure there will be uh, like underground uh, people offering their service in this, or like 
uh, little playbooks that they'll hand out to conservative families who will do, try to do that non-professionally, which is pretty much all of it anyway. It's all non-professional in any case, so not much will have changed there. Yeah, except for now if they're caught giving this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, here in the States, it's, it's legal, right? To, uh, um, at least in Canada, that they, they're they going to put an end to the practice publicly. I I, mean, that, I don't know. Sometimes that's not better. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's not a backlash in some way. Well, from people who don't believe in it, of course, they'll backlash a bit. But I'm sure people will be will uh, do things to their to their own kids to try, you know, like um, I don't know, possibly torturous things or whatever to try to get them to not be gay anymore. Same kind of stuff, but uh, I guess it you know, probably would uh, violate. Uh... <clears throat> Pretty much the same thing that they do to uh, anyone LGBT. Um, they tell them it's, you know, God hates you for it, and, you know, in the Bible it says, you know, regular stuff. Yeah, the kind of stuff that basically pushes them to become more suicidal and um, more likely to have social issues and such. But that's not really the people who are pushing it's fault. That's the fault of them being gay. And the reason they become suicidal and have the social issues has nothing to do with them being told how evil they are. No, it's all because God hates them. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yet it's been pretty much proven that um, homosexuals who have a supporting um, family structure, even if it's friends, not necessarily biological, but friends or some structure like that, are less likely to be suicidal, less likely to go through the depression, less likely to have any of those issues. But that's just, uh, you know, facts and stuff. We yeah, don't need to look at that. Yeah, but we don't deal in facts and Yeah, stuff. let's not let that get in the way. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Facts are not good. But supposition and superstition are far more interesting. Exactly. It's not a bunch of doing. <laughs> Besides which, this thing about uh, this thing about <clears throat> this thing about uh, people having a more supportive family and being better adjusted—that's only a scientific theory. That's not a fact. No, they haven't proven that in uh, medical stuff either. Nope. Mm, just like the theory of gravity. Yeah, that's only a theory. That's not a fact. Yeah, we can all we, this can all be so, solved just by looking at the length of your fingers. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, that that's how you know who needs the conversion therapy. Is exactly. That the... Yeah, you look at their fingers. You'll know. Just make sure you don't ask for your ding dong to become monster. Right, and but if you do think that's something you want, check out Ian's book. Right, Ian. We we've basically told everybody that uh, your book is about uh, somebody who uh, whose penis became a monster and he was just hanging off the side of it. If your book isn't about that, I need you to rewrite it right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Something about a pump in there too. So I don't know where that came from. Yeah, leveling up, right? Penis enlargement, right? I mean, that's that's what you're talking about, right? Wow, <laughs> there is a big dick in it, but um, it's a parody character of Trump. Oh. <laughs> So, oh, we so went a totally different direction than when we sold this book. People are going to yeah. be disappointed. <laughs> because you know that good storyline? Well, to some extent, you know, if you get them to buy extra copies, I'm not too upset by it. I don't know. We you may know, have, like, we may have damaged that. your sales. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else we you got here? Well, what, what is it about? Is it a lit RPG? Oh, uh, well, okay. The, um, in it, uh, there's a big penis. <laughs> the, the overall thing is surrounding a um online rpg thing that took off and became a huge um deal and went to a new interactive level where you actually have people engaging in live action role playing but on this completely unique interactive stadium scale and this stuff is um broadcast live and it's become huge because you're basically doing reality tv and sports as a live action role playing where you watch the people really live out the whole thing with some amazing effects and such. It's such a cool concept, but that, that's just the overall concept that started the story. The story itself is about this young girl who um, in her, the, her first broadcast campaign um, creates something amazing. Cause one of the things about the whole interactive world is you can take what's in that world and customize it yourself and then reintroduce in the game and the game kind of determines whether or not it works. And she, for her first broadcast campaign, she takes a chance and creates this really cool device that allows her to use magic in a tech world, which is normally um, something you're not able to do. 
and she really steals the show in the campaign and becomes famous. And um, deals with her being suddenly being thrown into this next level of fame where people know her left and right. And, you know, she goes out in public. People either praise her, which she has a hard time with, or puts her down for ruining the whole thing, which she also has a hard time with. And so it's mostly about her dealing with that and then going into um, kind of the next level of um, where she can go and what that all means for her life kind of thing. I, I don't want to give too much away because, um, you know, there's, there's some, I, I think there's some really cool stuff in it, some really powerful, well-written stuff. Um, so, you know, I'd love for everyone to go out and read it. It, 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 um, started off just the concept, but as I decided to go with the female protagonist, I was looking at stuff like Gamergate and all my female geek friends, because this book is dedicated to my female geek girlfriends who have put up with a lot of this crap. And I heard their stories. I've seen it. I've seen what they've gone through. And so I wanted that in there. Yeah. It chased, it chased your wife away. No. No, this, no? Oh, well, this okay. was done after that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Small, small tip, though, Ian. You, you need to work on your uh, short elevator pitch. <laughs> I, I, I have that somewhere, but... Yeah, actually, our, our, our uh, pitch so. was much more to the point and entertaining. <laughs> so, is it a lit RPG? Oh! Uh, <laughs> I would say no from that. <laughs> yeah. It, it deals I mean, with RPG, you, see, you sound but... like you're doing RPG stuff, and like you, you probably yeah, like a... have like levels and character sheets in there and stuff. There, there, there's RPG stuff in there, um, but but it's on a whole different level. It really is. All right. Well, I'm interested. I'll have a look at it. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty creepy. Uh, this is Okagan's Man Believes. He's captured definite... What is this? O- oh, are we scrolling Ogopogo down here? Ogopogo sighting? Uh, Ogopogo! Ogopogo. This is you, isn't it, dumbass? Right, right, Okay. Yeah, we're skipping yeah. past the dodgeball thing. Oh, what's okay. the dodgeball thing? Wait, did I miss? What did I miss? We can, we you can... did. Dodgeball oh. thing's mine. Oh, let's do dodgeball. I slide around oh, than inevitable. No, no. Oh. Yeah, that's one reason why you should try and space wait. somewhat between topics. So I, I th- think I see why Brian skipped it. It looked like it blurred in with the gay conversion therapy. Is it? Is it okay. Have... So anyway, the deal with this was that there were some kids who were playing playing a game called Tips, which is similar to dodgeball, except apparently you throw the ball up really, really high. And uh, one of the kids got hit in the head, got a black eye. Um, mother said had a concussion, uh, bruise on the nose. And they wanted to, they initially wanted to charge the kid who threw the ball with aggravated assault, saying that it was intentional that he hit her kid in the head with the ball. But uh, they, uh, they decided not to, not to file those charges. The DA said the charge, charge was sustainable, but they elected not to file it. I mean, is there, is, was the kid mad at, I mean, was there anything to suggest that the kid actually would have done that on purpose other than just kicking the ball? And we're talking about a nine-year-old child. How much accuracy do they have with a with a kickball? Or yeah, dodgeball? I don't. I, mean, I have not seen anything that indicated that that the there was anything personal between the kids. Well, then it's not sustainable. I mean, they're playing a game. They are. They are uh, saying that the other boy they, that this happened after all the other students had stopped playing. Hmm. But they're just continuing the game after the others are done. Big deal. Uh, yeah, I don't no, know. not having uh, been there, it's hard to really say anything. But, yeah. It sounds like kids being kids. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, mean, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry that the kid got injured. I, I feel that I feel you know I feel terrible that that terrible that that happened to the kid. But I don't necessarily feel that the other kid was in you know probably not in a state of mind where they were culpable for aggravated assault. It does seem like they're going a little far with that, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I mean when I, I played soccer briefly as a kid, I got soccer balls kicked into my face. It's perfectly, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, that was done on purpose. Like, no, it happens when you're doing Here's the thing. Like is it? it, it well, I mean, a uh, big, big part of the point of soccer is is that you hit balls with your face, right? That's uh, no. Part of it. Well, that's well, supposed to be with your face. Bad, yeah. But still, uh, I'm reading this and... I, I think we don't have necessarily enough information, but can you really get enough information? Probably not. And the problem yeah. here is that maybe maybe the kid was mad at him and threw the ball, 
but but to say that I mean, kids throw things. I mean, you, it's, yeah. it's up to it's, yeah. it has to be dealt with there's, at the time, right? You set the kids down. There's a reason why children are not charged as adults in most cases, and because the reason is because in most cases, children's actions are not the actions of adults. Yeah, and but even some adults act like that at times, and. Mm. I mean, if, if if I was in a situation where I was around some guy that was pissed off and threw a ball really hard and ended up hitting me, I'd probably be a bit pissed at him, but I don't think I'd sue him over it. I'd say, okay, dude, calm down. Be, especially if I didn't think it was intentionally towards me. It was just, you know, because nothing in there, it, 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 the kid threw it. There was nothing in the article that suggests that it was actually necessarily even targeted towards the other but let's say the, the 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 kid that threw the ball was upset because he lost or something. Picks up the ball, throws it real hard, and it accidentally hits the other kid in the face. Yeah. That's you know I, I know adults that do that, and I would never once think, oh my god, how dare you do that? I'm suing you. No. Well, I mean, and just hit the ball back at the other kid and hit him back in the head. And it <laughs> turns out that the kid had been hit in the head twice earlier prior to that. Prior to that incident in April, he'd been hit in the head twice before. Yeah, and it doesn't say it was by the same person. If you're playing a dodgeball kind of game, guess what? Dodge. You know, well, they, the, the injured boy, is her. the mother has claimed that he suffers from a medical condition that makes head injuries dang, dangerous. Well, then he then should be playing dodgeball. Wait a second. He did, uh, it's kind of what I'm, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too, is he should not have been in the game. Yeah, that, that sounds like negligent on either the part of the teacher or, or the mother. Yeah, not, well, not, the mother no. hasn't told the teachers. And, you know, you'd think you'd tell the kids, like, listen, you have this condition. Don't play a game that you're going to be having balls flying at your head. They're going to do it anyway because it's fun. Well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. Also, uh, as, far as, as far as teacher goes, this was not an organized activity by the school. This was something that happened at recess. Oh, okay. <gasps> Well, oh, but, but there's so usually, it's it's not, this is elementary school, so there's AIDS, the Because right? it's at recess, even though it's on the property of the school. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm not saying that the school shouldn't have been watching better. Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing is that the kid, the kid is nine years old. If he knows that he has a condition like this, he, I mean, then he should know to opt out. I don't, there, yeah, there's a lot we don't know about this. playing this, this game. There's a lot we don't exactly. know. Exactly. Whatever time it is during the day on the school grounds. Yeah. It, it there's I think but, I think we're missing a lot of information. You think that I think that the paper is um or the, you know this news station is deliberately um I think it's yeah. deliberate, right? I mean there's yeah, just not there's enough some extent it's a hard call, but the basics of it are it sounds like me, the parents are overreacting and unless they can prove that it was actually done intentional, I can't see how that case could stand up. And that's difficult to yeah. prove. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's enough that you can't play tag. Uh, you, it's hard for them to play tag. They have to have little streamers on them or stuff like that for someone to pull off. I, I, mean, I put it. I put it this way. What are you going to be playing? Yeah, I'm unwilling to make a hard determination here, um, because I'll bet you that evidence could come to light that I don't know that could change my opinion on. This. But yeah, based okay. on what, but based on what but, I got here, I think that I, I think that I agree with Mac. This is just kids being kids. Yeah, and I think they'd have a real hard sell trying to get a jury to convict. One kid of hitting another. Yeah. So the prognosis is hooey. <laughs> yeah, it's hooey. <laughs> the word of the night. Yep. Uh, the word of the night was ogopogo. Ogopogo. <laughs> let's move on yeah, to ogopogo. I'm sorry. Yeah. We need. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a uh, uh, recently been um, now for those of you who don't know ogopogo is a lake monster here in Canada. Oh. Kind of the Canadian Nessie. Um, very famous around these parts. Uh, uh, have you guys heard of Ogopogo? I have I've not. heard of Ogopogo. Yeah, yeah, I have. I don't think I've heard of Ogopogo. I, I, but I thought Ogopogo was a was a possum in a comic strip. No, could be. Nobody, now, knows, um, nobody knows that one. Okay, never mind. Yeah, usually with lake lake monsters, and they've done this with uh, with Ogopogo too. But you know, usually like they're they're considered like look like a plesiosaur or something. Although like in cases like this, uh, it seems like they they consider it more of a serpent type monster uh you know uh writhing dragon-like head thing uh, in the water uh if you want to picture it picture uh the giant serpent monster from ian brizzy cannon's new book the cost of leveling up uh, <laughs> only without uh, the reluctant naked man holding on as the serpent uh, terrorizes the town 
Okay, I'm with you now. Now, now I'm getting it. Wow. <laughs> Don't remember writing that scene, but hey. Well, I'm going to be writing it for your next book. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Which is so like the the video is um uh what this guy has caught looks like uh just um uh and you might have seen these if you've seen seen uh, shots of people looking for lake monsters before. It's not uh too uncommon to get ripples like this but they're ripples that look like they're coming up in uh segments so that it's like the like it might be an undersea serpent whose uh uh whose lengths are uh undulating into and out of the water uh it it, it bears a striking resemblance to that kind of fantasy image that uh you sometimes see yeah although oddly enough um the next book i have out Almost does have a scene like that in it. <laughs> We're back well, I'm dealing book. with two gay dragons, and I do have a love scene between the two of them, so... Oh. <clears throat> it's say no more, say no more. <clears throat> yeah, so, Ian yeah takes... and that, that, that's, that's one thing um, that I find interesting, too, because uh, often they, they have this idea that the, the serpent will have its uh, its tail come, like, undulating into and out of the water when i don't know about you i've seen a, a number of uh, nature documentaries before and whenever i've seen a water serpent they never move like that yeah there's some weird it's... stuff especially on the video he shows it looks to me like four separate things because what i'm seeing isn't necessarily all those things um the what's supposed to be the different humps of the monster they don't look like they're lined up straight they look like they're slightly off yeah and mm -hmm. well they also look pretty the, the humps of the monster also look pretty static. They don't look like they're really undulating. Yeah. They look, it looks toad, honestly. Yeah. But the, the angle they're at to each other does not look like one continuous thing to me. It yeah. looks like, you know. I have to find It could be the, like uh, a string of, it could be like a string of inner tubes strung together and being towed by somebody underwater very yeah, easily. I could see that. I'm just looking at this. And, I'm, I'm uh, looking at the way that you know his hand caresses her breast. Runs down. Uh, Brian, no, the what? video we're looking at is oh. not on Pornhub. Oh, it's not. Never mind. No. Remember that scene from LA Story where he's looking at the, the just the picture and he's talking about how how dirty and filthy it is, and you look at it and it's just like a mess of reds and whites. <laughs> <laughs> Which movie was that? LA Story. Yeah, I loved that. I was. I, that was. Angelus. <laughs> that's a great film uh, all right anyway it's just more of the same right it's it's nessie it's right. like and, and uh, we it's... should we should also uh, recognize that uh sometimes weird wave patterns do happen yeah sure. sure i should look up that river monster episode where jeremy wade hey i got his name right anyway he did something about he saw um did an episode about this uh what show was that river monsters oh Wow. Right, right. River Monsters with Jeremy Wade. Yeah. I'm plugging his show for him. Right. <laughs> okay, then. And I'm not being paid. Damn it. I'm watching this September videos, also supposed to be the Ogopogo. That's a great name. Where does okay. that name come from? Ogopogo. Probably uh, native. Is it? Probably. Cool. I mean, it's just Canadian gibberish. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, it, it, the uh, I mean, the uh, Ogo part is where it's where it's from. The Pogo part um, involves its its tendency to bounce up and down on a stick with a spring and attached to it. Pogo stick. I would be much more interested. <laughs> you know, here's a hit. This, this I mean, story. the lake is in a place called Okanagan, so like Ogo Pogo doesn't seem like a. He's determined that it's at least thirty six meters long, one hundred and twenty feet long. I mean, they're making up. He's coming up with a lot of numbers here for 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 yeah. for, for very little. I mean, okay, looking at a ripple. They called the creature Naha Akik, meaning snake of the water or water deep. And their native superstitions demanded certain traditions before entering Naha Akik domain. So, um. So this was an ancient uh, Native American myth about the monster. Uh, yeah, apparently. That's far more entertaining but than a blurry picture. Ogo Pogo. It was called. I mean, also, uh, uh, all he has uh, is a blurry uh, picture. He has no idea. No one knows. It's Lake Nessie, but it's in BC in a great big lake. 
It just mm. looks like a, a, a ripple in the in the water. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the the other video kind of looks like the first one, but doesn't really doesn't it doesn't look it looks like the first one but not as long and it still looks toad to uh, me yeah no these are these are two separate videos taken by separate people um and kind of looks like the same special effect and in the, the still holding an empty bag no matter how you, no matter how you slice it in the end because it because yeah. the, the the videos don't show anything they're blurry they're not clear there's the, i mean there's not it, it's, it's not so wait a minute enough. wait a minute then maybe these are not it's videos big, of the Ogopogo. It's Bigfoot. Maybe these swimming. are videos videos of Bigfoot swimming. Yep, exactly. <laughs> or in the case of the first one, because it's so long, could be a, a, a group of Bigfoot doing water ballet. Watch. Because uh, my understanding, my understanding is that Sasquatch is a, a huge, huge fan of those old Esther Williams movies. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What do what do we do? What do we want to end with? Ah, so he did. Lake Monster did Okanagan oh, Lake. There we go. Film experts explain why moon landing would have been impossible to fake. This All right, is, we're going with that one. Yeah, let's let's end with this. The, my, the other stuff on the cold fusion. Is, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You idiots actually think there's a moon? <laughs> they sit out of windows um, all the time. Here, here's the thing. Google is Google is putting money into cold fusion research, um, and they've got plenty of money to do it with. And there's some opposition, and you know, and some people are up in the arms, you know, that that they're just, you know, that they're putting money into it, and others are like, I mean, whatever. I I, and I and I kind of read through it, and it's like, it is pretty, it is pretty clear that Google is giving money to this research, um, and good on them. If something comes out of it, great. But you know, yeah, um, I, I guess. There's a discussion there to be had if it's if it's really necessary because I think at this point I mean the, uh, physicists have been through been through it and they don't think that there's any way that it could work. Um, but who knows? So I say let them let them spend the money. Let let Google spend their their money any way they want. They they can and if, they, if it works and they can build their evil empire on that too. So the story's not so interesting actually. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. but explaining. Why it would be impossible to fake fake the pictures from the moon? Now that is interesting. And so this is uh, right. org, so physics.org, right? Essentially. Yep. Yep. I read P-H-Y-S. a lot of stuff from them. Actually, uh, I really like this. <laughs> it's a it's a good article. Um, the gist of it is, uh, and this is um, mostly what this guy's talking about is uh, what it would take in uh, like 1969 terms to fake this kind of film, and specifically, he's looking at using slow motion footage to slow down the astronauts. And uh, there's also been like some suggestion of putting them on some sort of spring loaded pulley system in order to make it look like they're jumping higher and stuff. But uh, a big part of the, the thing is that it has to be slow, slowed down in order to look like they're jumping in lower gravity. And uh, this guy here, his name, let me just, uh, Howard Berry. Um, is a film expert who has explained, well, uh, there are a couple reasons why that would be impossible. And the first is, um, depending, well, it depends on uh, the, the method used to, to get the slow motion videos. First, the first one is to get high, high speed film, uh, and use that, that film and special cameras to record in, in slow motion, whatever is going on. And then you can just, Put things uh, at, at the right at the right speed later. Um, the problem with that uh, was that uh, at, at the time could uh, only do that in uh, film strips of like eleven seconds at a time, and uh, so like getting getting enough for the entire moon landing uh, for that would have been very prohibitive in handling it and the special care needed to it. Um, right, but here's the thing: that, that the way with... that the, the way that they actually faked it was to use the vomit comet, right? So. And then they just they just just take whatever footage they got and change the background, right? Isn't that how they faked it? <laughs> no. Uh, the, 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 are you saying they used a green screen? Is that what you said? Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. On the vomit comet, they used right. the green screen. That's how they did it. Oh, vomit <laughs> comet now? Uh, they're not floating in space. That's true, but they couldn't. But couldn't they just change the descent? The the they did the proper gravity, right? I suppose that's possible. You know, uh, yeah, but um, you, even doing that, you still only have 
a very limited time to film. Exactly. But, but you do it in small increments and then you splice them all together, right? <laughs> that would take quite a while. It would probably be easier to just go to the moon. Is that what you're getting at? And they definitely would have to have a large um, ship to be able to do as much moving around as they do. No, because it's all green screen. So anyway, the <laughs> other method of, uh, of doing slow motion in this manner um, uh, is to take regular film and just like slow it down. And it, it doesn't get uh, the um, the same, you know, uh, quality as uh, as high speed uh, film. Uh, but you can like uh, get uh, sequences going in slow motion and stuff. Um, and if you the problem with that is uh, if you take a typical reel of this film and uh calculate how how much it would take it would take like six and a half reels of film in order to uh create the um uh moon landing and in order to do that you'd need to splice the reels together which would have splicing joints uh which would be very obvious to anybody looking for them and uh since there are none they obviously couldn't have used that method hmm. All of this is to say that uh, baking the moon landing using slow motion with 1969 technology would not have been possible. So what what else is he debunking? Well, then at the end he points out that you know supposedly Stanley Kubrick was asked to do it, and of course we all know he was a perfectionist and would have demanded certain locations. But apparently he didn't like to fly, so that probably yeah. <laughs> right. Getting Kubrick yeah, I, to the moon. I happen to love that one, by the way. Oh, oh, so so you say that that Stanley Kubrick wouldn't have gotten on the vomit comet? No, not not would he have gone all the way to the moon to film the fake moon landing? That's right. Oh, yeah. Well, he was so into accuracy that he actually made him go to the moon to fake it. Uh, he didn't go because he had airship. Yeah, so they they would have had to find a different director, probably. What what else? What else is in here though? Okay, so I I I, I get okay. So the the technology for you know for high speed cameras and stuff like that had not evolved to the state that it is. I'm sure. Well, and uh, but the uh, footage that they're talking about was actually filmed at ten frames per second. the 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 footage on the footage that took place on the on the moon landing was filmed with a special camera that that filmed at ten frames per second. That's really choppy, considering the fact that that animation is done on twenty four to thirty. Yeah, that's Something that's like pretty that. crappy. The other thing, the other point they're making is um, shooting it on film would require thousands of feet of film. At 24 frames per minute, second is 11 minutes and a thousand feet long. So they uh, they're basically talking about in order to get 143 minutes of footage, you would have to use six and a half reels, which sure. is what dumbass was talking about yeah. with it needing to be spliced together. Right. Yeah, normal animation itself, which is slower than regular screen, is 24 to 30 frames a second so it's two thousand approximately 2880 frames in two minutes but most may animation is shot in two so if they're saying that it's 10 frames per 10 frames per section maybe they shot it on two right but to, to speed it up don't you have to get more to the to, to like the, closer to the 60 frames per second yep uh to go faster you do more uh, right. less frames actually make it go faster right so so but but to get it slower to get that jump you've got to increase the frames per second and so as you increase those frames per second you need more and more film to do it right so now of course you know we, we could we could fake it much easier yeah it would oh, yeah. pretty much be the same because you're doing the frames per second is going to stay the same it's just how many you use with one picture one picture can be shot twice so then you're having 12 pictures but 24 frames. Right, but if you shoot 60 frames and play it back at the same speed as 30 frames, it's going to look slower, right? Yeah. It's going to be fucked up. I, I, I'm kind of disappointed this article doesn't even address the uh, the Autobot arc, though. <laughs> on the on the other side of the moon? Yeah, because uh, they definitely landed close so that they could check it out. Uh, we're not even going with that continuity. <laughs> the, the movies just got worse and worse, so no, no. You know what? <laughs> I, this time... Yeah, I know that Bumblebee one was awful. I'd be more interested at this point to see to hear what somebody who thinks that we that we faked the moon landing what they had to say about this. 
Right? That that's yeah. what's well, more entertaining, yeah. right? Mythbusters have debunked it. Uh, Pin and Teller's yeah. bullshit has debunked it. It seems like um, I've I've seen a few other shows where they started looking at the claims and were showing, you know, well, I, yeah, how it did it debunk it. Yeah, the, but those are all people that are on the you know the on the uh, the gravy train of Big Moon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like all, all the pilots and um, captains of ships that are um, part of the whole flat earther thing. Hey, every one of them, they they know, <laughs> they're aware. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Like the frames thing is, yeah, right. Yep, it's- I uh, I love this. This uh, at the very end, it says it's possible to create dinosaurs from mosquitoes, the way they did in Jurassic Park, but the government is keeping it a secret. I I love that because uh, one of the two paleontologists who was the basis for Alan Grant and Jurassic Park, they asked him about the accuracy of making dinosaurs out of mosquito DNA. His response was, that's not the way I would do it. I would take a chicken and reverse engineer it. Right. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that theory. I think they got a chicken with a tooth at some point. And they, they I mean, I've heard that, yeah. They can add a tail. Yeah. All right. So so we think they went to the moon. Pretty sure. But... Pretty sure. All right. Say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's another fake moon landing in the can. You've made it this far. That's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.